by this shit. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 75. That seems like 75. something. Yeah. 75. You know what that means to me? We're beyond retirement age. <laughs> no, that was the uh, that was the shell in one World War One, the French 75, the big bop boom. Boom. Yeah, I knew a guy when I was a kid. Uh, well, actually, he was, he was the babysitter's husband. And this guy had actually, he was ancient then, and he'd, he'd been a World War I vet. And his home was littered he'd, with French 75 shells. He had fucking flower pots made out of them, coffee mugs, <laughs> you name it. So it was Pretty popular crazy. for him. Yeah, he really was into him. So, uh, yeah. And they, I mean, that was a hell of a shell. Really. They make about a the big size boom. of your leg from the foot to the, to the knee. Damn. Okay, that'll okay. do some damage. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can use a few of those in Chirac. We're there again, 20 shot, three fatally. But that's about the same as last week. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. As the weather heats up, we expect things to heat up. We have a new, more socialist uh, elect mayor now, which will be fun to watch. That uh, Come on. I know. We, we don't <laughs> expect anything different. That's, so you expected the other guy. You I said did. that he was, he, was trend, he was trending up to, to clinch the thing. Right. Well, he was, and of course, when they do the vote counting over the first couple hours, this guy was winning. But then, oh, so it was this. Oh, so we had a little repeat of twenty uh, twenty. Really, often will, and it was overall. Oh. I think a fact that nobody voted. It was like five hundred thousand people voted in a city that you yeah, probably have two and a half, three million eligible voters. So you get what you deserve when you don't care enough to go out and vote. Yeah, it was interesting because the business people were for the more moderate guy the mm. teachers union bernie oh. sanders the actor <laughs> slash rapper common of course they were all for the really socialist dude sure he was already saying that you know the money that they were spending on these uh, police officers that have now vacated their jobs well it'll now go towards people that are more like social workers it's like good luck with that yeah good luck mm. with that yeah because, you know, crime is going to stop, Larry, if you just talk to people. You can talk them out of anything. That's that's correct. I know. Yes. It just doesn't make any kindness. sense. Be kind. Be kind to that mugger, that rapist, that robber. Be kind. He'll change his mind. Hey, there's a that's a, that's something like Johnny Cochran. If it, if, it, if, it, if it does not fit, you must acquit. Be yeah. kind. They'll change their mind. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get that on a T-shirt. If you only be kind, they will change their mind. Yeah. When somebody walks up to you and is like, give me all your money. Be like, oh, did you have a bad childhood? Yes. And when they're stabbing you and taking your wallet, then I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It is a strange world that we live in. I mean, the, it is. the story of the tech executive, the guy that started, uh, what, the cash app. 
that got yes. stabbed to death in San Francisco, even though he moved out of San Francisco because it was a cesspool, had to go back for business. Ah, bad move. Bad move. Well, Dvorak thought it was a hit. It very well could be. You it never is, know. It's very much like the, the opening scene of Ghost, isn't it? Well, the thing is, there is so much crime in the major cities now that it's much easier to get a hit in that doesn't look like a hit. Yes. Well, you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody should be packing. I agree. Everybody would be a lot nicer. They are. They absolutely are. And the concept that you can make guns disappear, that is still the sickness that, for whatever reason, mm. the liberals still have. Now, yes. our buddy Keith Oberman got his foot in his mouth, which... I was kind of sad that most of this was going on on Twitter. Wait a minute. His foot is a fucking permanent implant. Okay. Well, yes. In his mouth. This is absolutely true because he now admittedly in this particular case had no idea what he was talking about. And I will actually defend Keith Oberman slightly in the fact, well, he's an idiot. But I don't think, you know, in this case, people were calling him a racist, which, again, this is the world we live in now. Good. And this will and they deserve it because he's one of the top on the list that would be throwing this kind of stuff at other people that he disagrees with. You got to take them down. We got to kill Fox News. Fox News is a threat to our democracy or Mm. so says old Keith. Now, I guess this all came from the women's basketball championship and i'll admit i have not ever watched women's basketball i used to be a fan of the men's college basketball like back when i was in college and before i would watch the college games you know the the final four the big games and all that but pretty much have lost that desire years ago and never watched the nba and remember I was in the prime age when Michael Jordan and the Bulls ran through six championships, and I couldn't care less. Really? Never and paid attention. The, on their home turf. You're yeah. living there. Right. Didn't pay. Didn't care. You didn't give a shit. And no. you calling yourself a sports fan. I know. And I hear, I'm also <laughs> such a non-bandwagon jumper that for... That's true. That's one of the things I love about you. You are not. A bandwagon jumper. Well, I refuse. When it came to hockey, I was a big Blackhawk fan growing up, and I still consider myself a Blackhawk fan. Mm-hmm. But I stopped watching hockey probably, you know, in the early 90s. Yeah. And then, of course, the Blackhawks became a massive behemoth team, and I just couldn't. Well, I, I felt like it would just be hollow yeah. to flip on the TV and start following the team. Like, oh, wow, they're, they're doing good now. Yeah. See, I, I could never watch two seconds of hockey. Guess why? No cheerleaders. Well, that's a good reason. <laughs> that wasn't the primary one. Well, the lighting, uh, the lighting. Yeah. It's like it's like to me, well, all hockey games look like they happen in a New York subway station. Right. Well, they do. It's I think the, it's the fluorescent light reflected off the fucking ice. And it just, it looks like a morgue. It's just so, I mean, the football thing, right? If it's an outdoor sport and it's a nice day, well, it's kind of, it's a pleasant, just general view, whether you're following the game or not, you know, it's colorful, you know, hockey, it's just so fucking depressing. I could never watch one second of it. 
Well, it was interesting in watching it on television, a much bigger, uh, much different vibe than going. Now, I only have gone to a handful, maybe only two or three games in the new Chicago stadium. I went to, you know, probably a few hundred games in the original Chicago stadium. And that was electric as much as a building can make a difference hearing from past players even now talking about going into that building it was intimidating because the fans were so loud and i don't know if this is done anywhere else i don't even know if they still do it i would assume blackhawks fans being blackhawk fans but during the national anthem the fans get progressively louder Mm-mm. To the point to where the, when the national anthem is ending, you probably can no longer hear the singer. What are they saying? Just screaming. screaming, just cheering, just just being Blackhawk fans. And the most amazing, you can find this on the YouTube. Oh, no, I Darren. So, uh-oh, they're coming after Larry's connection. Uh-oh. I, I, I you just back? lost you about, uh, I lost about. 30 seconds of you. Just oh, before. they're coming after your connection. They've come after everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, this may be a very short show. If you hear like, uh, you know, a big flashbang grenade or something, you'll know. If we, <laughs> right. We know something went horribly wrong yeah. on that end. But yeah. you can find it. The most amazing example of the Blackhawks fans during a national anthem was during the All-Star game, which was here in Chicago for the original desert storm and literally we were up in the second or third balcony for this one and the national anthem kind of went like this oh say and it was that was it it was it it was just the the, it was that building was old and it was vibrating and you're like well let's see concrete steel what at what frequency does this uh this is just crumble i'd have to get out of there man it it was it was a lot of fun back in the day and that when sports were it was different now sport baseball i think has totally shot themselves in the foot with this new we got to speed up the games because there's games now that are averaging they went well you know the games are really getting way too long they're like three and a half you know four hours well there's a lot of them that are down to like two hours Mm. the milwaukee brewers funny enough were the first team that went yeah we're changing the no beer after the seventh inning to no beer after the eighth inning because we're not selling enough Go figure. When the games are shorter, you're not going to make as much. That's why I was kind of surprised the owners went for this. So explain to me, a non-baseball guy, why they give a shit when beer is sold at all. They're there to sell a fucking beer. Why why wouldn't they even want to sell some to you as you're heading out the door? I don't know. Maybe What's behind that? At first, I thought maybe it was like city ordinances or something like that. So people weren't taking it out onto the street. Although you mm-hmm. could just have people, okay. although then you have to pay people to stand at the doors and be like, True. you can't take that beer out of here. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, you know, I never really understood where that came from. Yeah. That no beer. Mm-hmm. And that is like major league baseball wide, no beer after the seventh inning. Now teams of course are going to bitch about that because not making enough. Mm-hmm. They change the game to the point where it's nothing like, I mean, okay, the rules are basically the same. But the pace has changed so much 
that their hope is that this is going to capture the younger generation who just thinks baseball was slow and boring. And it's like, no, no, they're still going to think it's slow and boring. They're just going to think it's sped up now a little bit Hmm. where they kind of lost their base. Welcome. You know, this is, yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it. (laughs) And I jumped off the baseball bandwagon because it's like, no, I'm not, not going to deal with all of the, I mean, they still this year, even though they swore this was going away after the like COVID stuff, because they made a bunch of weird rules during COVID. One of them was, well, if we go into extra innings, we're going to, every team's going to start with a guy on second base. So they're trying to intentionally shorten the games by, well, we're going to try to make it easier to score. So you'll start with a guy on second base. What? Wait a minute. Yes. Wait this, a minute. This stop, is the new stop, rule. Stop, yes. Stop. You know, I'm not a baseball fan, as you know, but I do understand how the game works. And I played, you know, as a kid in the street. So they, you're telling me they stick a guy on second base who didn't make a hit to get there. So right. You're telling me the last person to make an out in the previous inning will start on second base with nobody out. That's fucked up. Yeah. It's like because, you know, the games are just too long. So this is the insanity that they're going to. So they've gone uh, like Montessori, like preschool shit. Pretty much. Okay. So next there'll be participation. There'll be, you know what? I can see this is what I see coming. A scoreboard with no scores. Right. Right. It would be rude. How dare you beat the other team? Exactly. Everybody should get a trophy. And that kind of comes in with uh, this next story, which was the and i don't know if this was the championship game or like the one right before it was between lsu and iowa i believe it was the championship game okay and one of the lsu players named angel reese who is black this is important for the story because this is why keith oberman's a racist mm-hmm. gave a uh made a with her hand put it in front of her face like you can't see me to a white player on the other team and keith oberman responded to this on twitter with the comment what a fucking idiot who the the angel was yes so wait a minute so you know there's a gesture now that you can make with your hand that means i'm invisible like you can't like you can't see me you can't handle me and she like put her hand in front of her face and then pointed at the ring finger which i thought was great what does the ring finger have to do with anything this was a championship game and she's getting the ring and the other girls not now so this is like this so this is the uh the evolution of talk to the hand yes yes and the hilarity here is Keith Oberman also then admitted that he does not follow women's basketball or anything at all and did not know that through the tournament, the white player, Caitlin Clark on Iowa, that Angel Reese made this, you know, gesture towards had been doing this to people the whole tournament. Okay. (laughs) So this was kind of like, hey, you're taunting people the whole tournament because you think you're hot shit. I'm beating you, so I'm giving you a taste of your own medicine. Keith Olbermann admits he doesn't know that, but he's still willing to call somebody a fucking idiot mm. for doing something that he doesn't understand the backstory. And I'm like, this just explains everything you need to know about Keith. Yeah, from now on, his new name is Lick. It stands for Low Information Keith. Uh-huh. Lick. Lick Olbermann. How about that? It's like, this is exactly it. You don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. You don't know the backstory. This reminded me a lot of the Tim Anderson 
Josh Donaldson thing last year when Josh Donaldson referred to Tim Anderson as Jackie. And everybody's like, oh, that's racist. And it's like, well, no, Tim Anderson referred to himself as Jackie Robinson. And that is where the taunting comes from. A lot of people in this current society are not those that should ever be around sports and trash talking because they don't get it. They don't understand it. They don't know that this is a part of the game. They want trash talking to go. As you said, if you if you are polite, everybody will just be you know nice. What, or what was the uh, what was the slogan? If I forgot already, I know, it wasn't, obviously it shouldn't be on a t-shirt, right? Yeah. See, I'd be rich if I just write all this shit down, but I always forget to. Ah, well, we record oh, t- it. If, if just be kind and he'll change his mind. Right. Okay. See, this is the, that's what they want in sports. Just be kind. <laughs> they'll, yeah. yeah, and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll leave you behind. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> and this, I just thought this was hilarious because one, I don't think this makes Keith Oberman a racist, but this is the way any kind of debate goes when people right. disagree with you it's like no no keith oberman is a fucking idiot but that doesn't mean it he's does. a racist it, it, it validates him as a fucking idiot and i i think probably keith is uh, a racist because he is one of these guys who sees almost everything through the prism of racism which is generally what racists do yes and there was a guy and i watched his whole coverage of this and it was great and he was a younger black guy and he was just too boring to clip but he went off on how just always referred to Keith as like the ultra woke Keith mm-hmm. Oberman. And it's like, well, this is it. This is the problem. And he he also pointed out this dude did. I should have got his name. But uh, on how this has been something that has been pointed out since Malcolm X, which is really be careful of the white liberal when it comes to uh, yeah anything and everything. Because, you, yeah, you can't trust him. You cannot. You but it's like, how do you, you know, again, when you have the audience and sadly, Keith Olbermann still has an audience. But when you have that many people that pay <laughs> attention to what you say, how do you call anybody a fucking idiot without knowing what's going on, especially a young black woman when you're an old white guy? That is never going to go over well. Even if he Fuck was you. right, it wouldn't go over well. Fuck you. He's, He's just an asshole. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I mean, the trash talking will always go on. But after this game, Jill Biden shoved her own foot in her mouth, too. Wait a minute. Dr. Jill? Dr. Jill, yes. The educator. The educator. Dr. Jill, the educator. And for a while, this was the big hubbub was Angel Reese and LSU were like, "Uh, screw you, Jill Biden. We're not coming to the White House. Whoa. And the reason was. This comment by Dr. Jill. So I know we'll have the champions come to um, to the White House. We always do. So, you know, we'll have LSU come. But you know what? I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come, too, because they played such a good game. Can you believe this? Winners and losers. Yeah, everybody. Everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> Bring, bring the losers. Joe, I think that, that, that kind of summarizes his entire fucking regime. It's her. I'm going to tell Joe. Uh-huh. Really? But yeah. this has never been done in the history of sports. And okay, maybe some traditions are worthy of changing. This one, where do you stop? 
Well, so Angel Reese's response to that was "fuck your White House visit." I'm not. I'm not coming. Yes, and that that I is. Like, I, you know, I like Angel Reese. <laughs> yeah. I'm liking this chick. You know, I don't this, know who she is, but I like her. It has since pulled back a little because oh, now they no no well, tell me say it isn't so. They've also, I think, taken the uh, possibility of inviting Iowa to the White House off the table. So I think maybe that was uh, maybe that was why. Uh, it's like, yes, because I think Angel Reese thought this totally invalidates what I have just done by winning a championship. Would, it's like, yes. And of course, Iowa, I guess I did not look at the uh, rosters for these two teams, but it yeah. sounded like the Iowa team, very white, LSU, very black. Oh. And maybe that's why Dr. Jill was like, oh, those poor white mm. girls, they didn't win. Mm. I also I loved the tweet that Keith Oberman got from my brother the legendary shaquille o'neal we love shaq i do shaq is awesome i wish i could see him at some more family gatherings yes uh he he told keith shut his dumb ass mouth or something like that on twitter okay (laughs) it's like yes he doesn't know what he's talking then he admits he doesn't know what he's talking about but he doesn't back away from what he said he came out and said yeah. well they, they're both wrong then it's like they're what do you mean because keith is never wrong uh-huh and it's like why is trash talking why is making you know i just you know for the little i followed the nba which is n- almost nil i can tell you mckemba otumbo had had that shake in his finger because you saw it it was it was viral before there was the internet you know mckemba mutumbo back in the day when he blocked somebody and he wanted to really, you know, taunt them a little bit. He gave them like the mom finger wag, like, no, uh, 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 like this has always been a part of the game. There's always been trash talking, mm. you know, nobody, this wasn't a rude gesture. This wasn't a lewd gesture. And the fact that she was just giving this Caitlin Clark back the exact same thing that she was doing to other players throughout the tournament, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. This is why people are backing away from sports. Players aren't allowed to have personality. Mm-hmm. Everybody's afraid in this woke world that they're going to say or do something wrong. And this just makes everything boring. And Dr. Jill wanting to invite the second place. Well, where where do you stop? How about third place? They played a great year, too. Just invite everybody, everybody in the pool. Everybody right. in the pool. <laughs> Let Joe sniff yeah. their hair. That's fine. Yes. Yes. I that did, boy, does she? What a fucking annoying voice she has. God. I know. I don't know. Told yeah. Joe. We just, we, those, those Iowa girls, they were really nice. We should invite them, too. Was she wearing the draperies when she said that? Made this <laughs> yes. Statement? Yes. It kind of yeah. was uh, one of those outfits. Yeah. I don't know who makes her clothes, but Melania Trump. Blackwell when you need them. Man. I know. Shit. Melania Trump couldn't get on a magazine cover and always yeah. looked like she was stepping out of a Versace ad. And uh, yeah. Dr. Jill always looks like she uh, slipped out of a muumuu or something. No, she looks like she stepped out of a 1971 Sears catalog. Was the clothing that bad back then? Yeah. yeah it was dra- <laughs> you know, the dra- draperies matched the dress. That was the. Oh, well, you were using the same patterns. That was that was hip yeah, at that point. Exactly. Yeah, that was hip. So that was uh, Keith sticking his foot, you know, proverbially in his mouth. And then even the left attack. That's see, that's the most fun because we're used to people on the right telling Keith Oberman he's an idiot. 
Mm. When there's multiple people on the left telling him he's an idiot, that's even more entertaining. Yes. For me. But Keith doesn't stop. So I actually said, uh, let's see what Keith has uh, been up to. Let's see what he's saying. Judge Mershon, call Trump's lawyers. Call them now. Tell them to get the defendant's fat, useless ass on a plane for New York immediately. At 2.45 yesterday, you asked Trump to please refrain from making statements that are likely to incite violence or civil unrest. At 8.45 yesterday, Trump made statements that are likely to incite violence or civil unrest. He called the district attorney an animal. He attacked the DA's wife. He attacked you, Judge Mershon. He attacked your daughter. His sons doxed your daughter. Well, I think we talked about that last week, that that was a lie. But that doesn't stop mm-hmm. Keith from uh, no. continuing to talk about that which again there were pictures of the judge's daughter who is a huge left-wing you know zealot who worked for the kamala harris presidential campaign and other lefty things yeah and what the trump boys did was linked to an article somewhere i don't remember which news site but they linked doxing right that's doxing yeah. is they link to an article see but by linking to that article people like fuck tard keith fuck tard keith don't understand that if i link to an article on cnn if there's a picture or two in that article the twitter algorithm is going to go huh there's pictures here maybe i should include one to get more eyeballs on it hmm. and that's where the picture of the judge's daughter came from they linked to a news article which just happened to have a picture of the judge's daughter twitter decided with the algorithm they were going to use the picture of the judge's daughter and that according to keith oberman and other left-wing morons was doxing the judge's adult daughter who is a very public figure wow yeah the truth does not matter anymore not only does the truth not matter um it's it's their their lies are celebrated and they know it you know what i mean it's it's just it's in your face it's, it's there there isn't even a decent attempt made to sort of craft a, a believable lie now it's just you know hey I'm, I'm pissing on your shoe and it's raining look that's that's where that's where they're at now and then msnbc and cnn come on the air and they validate whatever lie is yes it's hilarious Trump is in contempt of court. Trump is in contempt of America. America means <laughs> nothing to him. Your words mean nothing to him. America means nothing to him. Well, uh-huh. We're in contempt of Keith uh-huh. because Keith is in the twilight of a mediocre career. He was always a fucking joke. He was always a bolt on. He was always like, oh, let's see what this fucking idiot has to say. And now he's shouting at fucking clouds. He's a jackal. Quote me on that. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> okay. was. The, was the young black fellow who on, on the YouTube channel was talking about him was reading an article from Breitbart who referred to Keith Olbermann as a podcaster. And he's like, Keith has a podcast. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like that is the biggest slam. Keith Olbermann would shake if he heard that. He would. He'd have an aneurysm. Like, yeah. how dare you not know I have a podcast? Yeah. What a chooch. He understands only fear and punishment. Put Trump in a jail cell now before this treacherous madman gets somebody killed. Now, I love how Keith ignores the other side and the things they say that are quite obviously 
meant to incite. Kamala mm-hmm. stuck her foot in her mouth with this, whatever was going on down in Tennessee. There's yes. just, so, it's like this concept that you're going to read into what people are saying that they're trying to incite violence. Mm. This is very dangerous when you're coming and talking about what politicians are saying, because if they don't specifically say, pick up arms, go pick up a baseball bat and go bash heads, you can't say they're inciting violence because they're making a case Mm. that there is a wrong that needs to be righted. I mean, let's go back again. What happened throughout the BLM riots and the kind of things that were said, it's like a lot of the lefty politicians said things way more violent anti-maxine oh if you see some of these people out you get in their face like um see now that's inciting violence but they don't want to talk about that and they won't no it's amazing i mean it's really it's not because we're so far down the rabbit hole but it would be nice if everybody could just be nice and then no it's not going to happen it is not oh going to happen. It's over, Darren. It's over. It's just a matter of, you know, either somebody has to light the fuse, get to the final throwdown, or, you know, just leave the, leave the fucking continent, I think. We need to get it, you know, buy an oil rig off the coast of somewhere, yeah. call it Larry Land. And, uh, there you go. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> raise yeah, the there's flag. There's a cool one on the way up to, if you drive along the coast highway to Santa Barbara, and several times I looked at this, what the fuck is that? There's a, there's a, uh, a long, um, Almost, it almost looks like a footbridge jutting from the beach out into the Pacific, and it's probably a quarter mile long. And at the end of it is a structure surrounded by palm trees. You know, I'm like, who the, what fucking like Bond villain's house is that? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just glorious. And then finally, somebody hit me to the fact that it's, it's a fucking oil rig. And the city of Santa Barbara demanded that they doll it up and make it look like a little pleasure island. You know, that would do. I like that. Yeah. Hey, as long as you can get away from the jurisdiction of the crazies. Yes. That would be nice. Yes. yes. Now, you see, you've got a clip here from the uh, Bud Light marketing guy. So I'm assuming we're talking about the, the marketing chick. Oh, it's a marketing chief chick. It's a her. Yes. Now I don't drink, but I, I've always, you know, as a kid, I took a couple of sips of Budweiser and said, <laughs> no, thank you. And so I was never, you know, Bud Light and any light beer to me is like anathema. Why, why bother? Just have a fucking, you know, a seltzer or something. I, I think. Um, so I, I don't give a shit about Bud Light, whether it uh, succeeds wildly or, or uh, vanishes from the from beer taps around the world tomorrow. I, I don't care. A lot of people are like very, Look what you did to my brand. Well, it ain't my brand. I can't give a fuck. Um, but clearly, she she <laughs> she destroyed this thing. And um, you know, you have, we both have some uh, some experience in the realm of advertising and marketing. And I, I thought it might be interesting to listen to what this bonehead has to say and sort of uh, critique it. And the thought process behind this uh, yeah. this campaign. Yes. Well, I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear Stop. job. That's right. As a businesswoman. Right. I'm a business. First of all, you know, job number one, you know, put yourself on a pedestal. I'm a businesswoman. Really? Well, yeah. Well, that's not been proven by your most recent uh, activity, sweetheart. I had a really clear job to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light. And when I took over Bud Light. Stop. Yeah. When you took over. So she took, took over, over the Bud marketing. Well, she took over the marketing for Bud Light. She did not take over Bud Light. But there we right. go. There's right. a difference. There's, some, right. right. There's a difference. There's some hyperbole as well. Yeah. 
Would you take over the marketing, though? So the first yeah. concept for a woman that took over the marketing for a major brand was, hey, let's bring in some trans guys. Yes. It was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And if we do not attract young drinkers to come. Okay, so we want to attract young drinkers. One right there. See, the left would be like, wait a minute. You wait want kids minute. to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Yeah come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like, we need to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. And my, what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what is, what what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. So there you go. So classic, classic fucking commie pretzel logic. She takes two words, evolve and elevate, and, and, and redefines them. Right. She As says inclusive. it means, in, what did she say? Let's see. Inclusive, yeah. inclusive and whatever the fuck it is. She completely redefines both those words. Let's hear that again. Hey, what, is, what, do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. It means shifting the tone. It Stop. means shifting the, the tone. tone. Evolve and elevate means shifting the tone and inclusivity. The fuck it does, cupcake. Your head is up your ass. Rather than, you know, who drinks beer? Exactly. <laughs> who drinks beer? What makes them drink it? How about that? Right. How who, about that? Who drinks beer and why aren't they drinking Bud Light? Those would be Good the questions question. you want. Yes. Yes, they would. So you're going to pander to the trans community, which is less than 1% of the population, and that's going to explode your brand. Yeah. That doesn't make business sense it doesn't make marketing sense it does not elevate your brand it does the worst possible thing which is just throws you out in a very pandering way and be like hey see no we're inclusive i mean we don't say anything about our this is the thing that drives me nuts you're not saying anything at all about your product being good or how your product is better than all of the competition we're not going to change our product. We're just going to say, oh, we're trans friendly, so you should buy our product. This is what these sick minds think. Mm. It's the same reason that Target for the last two, three years, the first thing on their website is you can see all the products that are black owned because they think that's the only way these products can be sold, I guess, is that you have to point out. I mean, you wouldn't buy these otherwise, but black owned so you probably want to that's what this seems like to me which is our beer really sucks but hey we're we're friendly to the trans community so you should buy us she also she also takes goes right down the path of every every you know alleged creative who is is creative is a is a fucking a mole on their own fucking ass let's go for the celebrity endorsement endorsement right or the or in this case the influencer right which is almost always a path to destruction i mean it's it's endless if you just get into it everybody every, yeah. almost i think the, with the exception of your buddy michael jordan almost every yes. fucking celebrity endorser has turned out to be a disaster from lance armstrong to you know mike tice i mean kobe it's it's endless it's fucking endless you you tag your product to some celebrity that's a human being that's a flawed thing and it's gonna fucking blow up in your face it's only a matter yeah. of time how about jared from subway jared from subway <laughs> with the fucking obese pedo yeah wasn't that a wise move no mm. yeah no it is not yeah jordan does appear to be teflon 
Yeah. You know, he might just be a really nice guy in real life. He might be. Which would explain a lot of things. Would would definitely explain a lot of things. Almost invariably, that's a crash and burn proposition. And uh, and what it mostly speaks to is the utter lack of creativity on the part of a clown like this woman who clearly has none. I mean, I mean, fucking zero, zero creativity, zero. Because here's how we're going to push our product. We're just going to put it in the hands of somebody who hopefully people like. Exactly. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. How does this appeal to women and men? How? Women, it's like they're the ones that are getting so screwed in this bit. There you are. Women aren't needed anymore. You could just turn men into women. Exactly. That's all we need. And they will take over all of the sports. Just wait. Mm-hmm. And I think the, uh, I think there was, I don't know if the NCAA has come down on this, but I'm just waiting for the day where the NCAA winning female team is all men. You know, well, yeah. we're once men. I see that. Yeah, that's that. See, that's the, I'm going to declare the next, um, the next uh, lefty uh, um, piece of uh, piece of uh, verbiage, and now th- it's just that there's dead naming. Now there's going to be dead gendering, right? And so you just did that. You're going to jail, probably. But not see, they yeah. can't get me because I'm going to be on Larry Island, <laughs> and we're going to have a lot of those big ass shells. But they're still going to be seventy fives uh-huh. on the whole fucking thing. Yeah, going to have those pointed <laughs> out. Like you want to come tread on us? I don't think so. Boom, pull that lanyard. Something goes boom. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see Stop. people who are representation. Now, I'd like is- to run that past Darwin. <laughs> representation is at the heart of, de- of evolution. Hmm. Really? Really? Yeah, that one hurts my brain. Doesn't the, it? It's completely I mean, just any bullshit. This woman will spew any bullshit. It's absolute nonsense. Total nonsense. But it just flows from her lips. Well, it's what you do when you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole. There's uh, yeah. there's also news stories out there about the quality or lack thereof of the merchandise that is being sold on the Taylor Swift tour. Oh, well, I want to hear more about this. I mean, it turns out, you know, you wash those T-shirts once on the gentle cycle in cold They're water. Shit. and It they turns into a handkerchief. Yeah. Of course. And yeah. they, you know, the, the ink comes off yeah. and the response, of course, from the merchandising company was, well, no, see, these are like, it's a distressed design. So they're meant to do that, <laughs> which oh, is great. That's good. That's clever. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't you understand that this is supposed to be a distressed look? That's yeah. cool now, isn't it, kids? You know, so and unlike they don't want to come out and say, well, yeah, the ink that was used wasn't set correctly or wasn't uh the material was so garbage that this is what's going to happen when you try to launder them i think launder them that most people actually want to wash their t-shirts i mean i could be wrong but i liked the marketing just trying to pivot really quick like no 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 they're just uh yeah they're just just vintage but I mean, everybody knows concert T-shirts are junk. It's wear them once and they're gone. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that. That's why you don't wear them. You just save them. Right. I guess. Yeah. You frame them or something. Yeah. Some of them from back in the day have held up better than others. I will. Uh, Probably. And they're all. It is a it is a money grab. 
There's yeah. no question about it. Right. When I worked uh, for a couple of country artists, I did merchandise for one. And when you're doing the T-shirts, you can save a lot of money going on the cheap T-shirts. Hell yeah. With those Gildans, right? <laughs> and cheap shit. It's like you're you're gonna know that's a little bit different than the you know hundred percent cotton made by whoever that's uh, yeah. a more legit and so of course it depends on what you're looking to do because you could spend you know now the you know trying to figure out what the prices would be you know but back then it was like well for five bucks you could get a t-shirt that was actually fairly decent but you know for three you could get the one that just disintegrated and a lot yeah. of people end up choosing the cheaper way to go. Sure. Because they're not, as you said, they're not expecting the stuff to last a long time. It's an impulse buy. Yes. And uh, that's where a lot of the money is being made. What really blew my mind. And I have no idea how this is even possible because I've not been to a concert recently. Definitely haven't been to a Taylor Swift show though. I would Love to see Taylor Swift. Just I would not deal with the with the crowds and the cell phones and being six foot six. I would not want to be the guy standing in front of like a 12 year old girl going, I can't see. So I would avoid. But one of these uh, girls that bought some merchandise said she waited in line for five hours to buy the T-shirt or hoodie, whatever it was out of here. And I'm like, this is, at a twi- this is at a Taylor Swift concert? Yeah. And I'm like, how do you? Five fucking hours? How? I'm like, are they opening the gates at like noon? Or was this after the show you waited for five hours and they're selling the merchandise until like two in the morning? I want to know how that's wow. even possible. That's wild. And who would stand in line? I mean, I wouldn't stand in line. I was, I was going to say something very lewd about. I know. <laughs> Taylor I knew exactly where you were going with that. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd stand in line five hours for that, but for a t-shirt, no, I don't get it. But I don't even know how that's possible. Cause when I used to go to concerts, if it was like a seven o'clock concert, they're opening the doors at five. And then when the show's over, it's like, get out. Right. You don't get to meander around. And I'm just kind of surprised her merchandise isn't all just sold via cell phone at the shows as well. Why even cart the merchandise around? I guess people like to take it home sure it's a souvenir i think yeah and you would i guess maybe buy more because you see it and you think it's the only time you're going to be able to get it but uh you know i just thought the thing was insane to hear somebody would wait in line that long obviously you have really nice parents or they maybe they were older i mean i guess it's possible but it's like waiting in line for five hours and then the t-shirt disintegrates that's that's fantastic. That is fantastic. But let's continue on with the marketing genius yeah. from um, Bud Light. And appeals to women and to men. Mm-hmm. And representation is at sort of the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. And we had this hangover. Stop. I mean- we s- You've got to see people who reflect you in the work. So what does that mean? Well, if you put a trans. Now, I'm just going by the logic here. Right. If you use a trans person as part of the campaign, you're only going after the trans community because that's the only people that are going to see themselves in this person you're using. I mean, this is why for years beer companies would use, you know, ex football players, athletes, because guys are like, yeah, I want to be like, if I saw Michael Jordan was drinking Bud Light, then I want some Bud Light. 
Yeah, but I think I think what she's saying that you know there was an interesting um, documentary I I watched uh, a while back about the authoress Fran Lebowitz of all people, and um, she 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 raised an interesting point that I think speaks to, if you will, what this broad is saying, and it's completely erroneous. And in the publishing business, Fran was having trouble. You know, Broad's a very successful author, very. And she was having trouble getting her stuff uh, sold. And the publishers said, no, well, now everybody wants to, they want to read books about themselves. They want to see themselves in the book. Right. And Lee Boone said, well, gee, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't go along with that. All, all the great, all the great, uh, most of the great literature was about somebody else. It's kind of an escape thing. Now, if you want to see yourself, get a mirror, not a book. And she's right. Leibowitz is absolutely correct. These fucking marketing idiots are wrong. And that's what this one's saying. But again, if you go back to the numbers, right, it's 0.08, I think, of percentage of the population is trans. That's, that's kind of a sliver. That's, that's not going to pump up your I- iconic beer brand cookie. Um, but if, but I guess that's who she wants people seeing in the brand. Is well, that, this is right? exactly this is hired Dylan Mulvaney, right? Which uh, that's still confusing to me, but it's like Victoria's secret now having very large women mm. doing their modeling because they yes. want, you want to see yourself there, right. the, which would right. also tell me then you're only selling at this point to the larger women because that's right. who you're using. Right. But, you know, if you think of it, the whole thing is very uh, reflective of the culture as in general, um, because forever, a very large percentage of advertising was, as you know, called aspirational. It's like, like you said before, the the traditional thing where they they show, you know, gridiron superstars and centers for the NBA, these guys that were superstar athletes and dudes that look and say, I want to be like that guy. (laughs) I want to be that. And whether it was automobiles or fine clothing, whatever the fuck. It was you, you, the, the notion was, well, you get this product and you're going to in some way better yourself. You're going to look cooler, smarter, trimmer, richer, whatever the fuck it is. That seems to be all gone now. It's just like, oh, you're a fucking slobbo. Here we got your shit right. right here. Put this on. Put this on. You'll feel you'll feel better about yourself. Really? That's the whole new marketing. It's OK yeah. to be a slob. It's OK. We celebrate that. Celebrate your slobism by this shit. It's going to be very interesting because Victoria's Secret did announce, and I don't know if this is this year or what, but they're going to do another fashion show. My my wife at first is like, oh, I guess they're backing down from the from the woke stuff. And I'm like, no, no, they're they're not. They just think instead of putting the most beautiful in shape, maybe a little too thin at times, but the most beautiful women in the world professional models on the runway you're gonna see a lot of interesting characters and yeah and that's like do you think that this is what people want to see and this uh, there was a there was a couple of yeah. guys i don't remember if we clipped them or not but when it was talking about the don lemon past their prime thing mm-hmm. maybe it was either you or gene i think sent me the the clip and the guys were like i love going to the uh, strip club on uh, you know a wednesday at noon to, uh, you know that's when the high quality talent is there uh mm. it's like this is kind of what you're gonna see i think that would have been gene yeah in these in the uh well the, another thing i don't understand about this if the whole idea is celebrating the notion of a man trying to 
appear as a woman, right? Um, Dylan Mulvaney doesn't do that very well. I mean, there are there are female impersonators and transgender people who are almost indistinguishable. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to give them a DNA test to figure out if they were male or they're so good at it, right? Aren't there like transgender beauty queen queen winners that look oh I'm sure world like, like a woman, right? And they've had they've had the Adam's apple shaved and everything's like holy shit. But so why not do that? Why not? I don't, this is what I don't understand. If you're going to go for the look, go for the look. Right. <laughs> Clearly Dylan Mulvaney fucking fails. Well, yeah, in, right. In his quest to look like a woman. Well, if you look like a woman, then you'll confuse people and they'll think it's really a woman. And then you don't get your woke ideology across. Oh, okay. So that, see, that may be it. You have to get the ones that, you know, pretty much just look like a dude in a dress. Oh, I got it. Okay. That's that's where the that's where you're the most woke at this point. All right. Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of out of touch humor, and it was really important <laughs> that we had another approach. So- Stop. Yeah, fratty. There's a new word. Fratty. fratty. Yeah, fratty. Fratty. Bratty. An out of touch humor, really. How so does a beer Buzz have McKenzie, humor? I guess that little that little dog with the target on one eye. He was he was well, so out of touch. Well, you know? I think they're just kind of mentioning that frat humor yeah. in that. You know, I would make that connection there. Mm. We're like, no, we want to be elevated beyond that because we don't want to just be a bunch of dumb beer swilling frat guys drinking our product. And I'm like, oh, honey, you know who drinks the most beer? Those guys, frat guys, those guys. That's right. That's your market. You you don't go to you know. I'm a guy that'll maybe have a glass of wine every year or every six months, you know, at a family dinner or something like that. You don't want to uh, market wine to me. No, you you go for the people that are buying your product. Yep. The concept with beer, I would think would be, Hey, why are you drinking Coors light? Why are you drinking Miller light? We got bug light. Give us a reason to buy. Exactly. Not let's be woke. I mean, although, I mean, all the beer companies will probably do the same thing and equal each other out. But I don't know how this all went down. I didn't get the specifics. Our buddy Adam Curry from the No Agenda program talked at length about this the other day because he had the account. This was after he you know, left. Yes, I that- so, so did he run a marketing outfit for a while there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and Bud Light, you know, Bud came to them like, hey, we want you. And he yeah. went on and on about these guys. I mean, I know things change, but they were very, very protective, as one oh, yeah. should be with a brand that size. Yeah, they didn't want to even put a URL on the can. And I get that. It was now, sacred real estate. Yes. Yeah. So putting something that is controversial or, you know, that could have your fan base disliking it you know like kid rock i mean i'm sure everybody saw that viral video and i don't say that normally because i don't see most viral videos but this one seemed to be just about everywhere yeah kid rock taking his ar-15 or whatever it was and blowing up i was fully fully auto i don't know what that was Uh, i didn't get to look too closely but uh, that was a full auto piece you know that was not a bump stock or he's his trigger finger ain't that quick kids got some good toys that's what you're saying some good toys yeah and uh, took some of those uh, Bud Light cases to task. And I think that's what's going to happen to a lot of people, because in 
the guys or in the in the hopes that you're going to be woke and inclusive, any company has to be very careful about excluding their base market. Yeah. It's like, I don't think you should spread hate about anybody, but you have to be very careful that, you know, it comes down to even sports. People that take their sports very seriously be like, oh, oh, wait, you, you, you're a um, sponsor of the Cubs. No, yeah. I'm not buying well, your you, product. Well, I mean, but is it, it, the whole Anheuser-Busch was bought by another, by a European company. I forget who the fuck it was some time ago. Hasn't been St. Louis, hasn't been American. <clears throat> But yeah, so you have to wonder um, as much as uh, Cupcake there likes to say, I run Bud Light. No, you don't. Right. You run the marketing for Bud Light and you report to several other people up that chain, all of whom I fucking guarantee signed off on this, this uh, uh, ad campaign. So, um, you know, clearly she still has her job and um, that's where they want to be. Well, yeah, because you can't fire somebody for doing this. Can you imagine the blowback? Yeah, but they all but they all bought into it. I guarantee you she stood in front of a conference room and did a PowerPoint um, and every every little bit of this was parsed before it was publicly released. Guaranteed. It's like, why would you target such a small group? I I understand if you want to do marketing within smaller demographics and there's a way to do that. There are ways to do that. But using that as your main marketing or something that is going more mainstream, it's like you have to understand anything that could, although in today's time and, you know, the way people are so sensitive, anything could be taken the wrong way. Yeah. So I guess it's a no win situation for anybody trying to do marketing at this point. Pretty much. Yeah. Because, oh, no, you're glorifying. I mean, of course, that's what you're doing. You're glorifying the product. Oh no, you're those those actors and the actresses in the in your commercial, they're way too good looking. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would hate to be a model or I mean, and I'm not, sadly, but can you imagine that? Like, no, no, you're just you're too good looking for the part. That seems like that's not inclusive. Yeah. You wonder when they start to make products that uh are more befit the lifestyles of these people so like you know here's a car but it's really not that nice well they already do that there's a lot of really fucking ugly cars but what they should do is junk them up too right you know like when it's in right out of the showroom it's got jack in a box detritus in there and <laughs> french fries and the seat belts and shit like that because hey that's you're seeing yourself right you want to see yourself in the product here you go here's a shit box car right I love it so we take a uh, yugo body from back in the yeah. day and then beat go. it to crap with a baseball bat and then it can roll off the look. showroom floor and leave a lot of shit in it. A lot of right. shit <laughs> McDonald's wrappers in the back. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's, uh, you gotta be careful. You do. I mean, there's the Wendy's ads I've seen lately are the only ones that I was kind of impressed with because there's, uh, the one slogan they had was, if you remember, you do back in the day, depends. Most people I think listening are of our age group or so. Maybe there's some youngsters, but there was a big, wendy's ad back in the day where's the beef oh sure and everybody still remembers that which That's shows great. you that was good marketing i was a wendy's spokesman uh, when i was in college i uh just before the they broke the where's the beef campaign i was a wendy's guy nice in my acting career and uh, shot a commercial out in uh columbus ohio 
was a great experience. They, uh, Wendy's was so, uh, uh, penny pinching. We shot the thing from like 10 PM when it closed until six in the morning. Cause they didn't want to lose a, a day's revenue in the restaurant. Nice. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty crazy, but I was the kid at the drive-thru window. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Now somebody's going to have to find that and upload that to YouTube. Yeah, find that. I can't, but if you can find it. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. But yeah. the, the latest and the latest commercial, the new slogan, have you heard the new slogan? No. Because the Wendy's, one of the things that makes them different besides the White Castles, which are much smaller, are that they have these square patties. Oh, they went square? The Yes. The Wendy's yeah. has been square for a while. And the, okay. the new slogan is, squares the beef and i'm like like, that's genius that's fucking genius it it, is it brings the retro back around it brings the Mm -hmm. where's the beef back it reminds people that it's square whether that's really better or not but now you remember when you see the square burger that's wendy's that's wendy's see now that's good marketing that's good mark i agree 100 percent Yes, Captain Oblivious, where's the bugs? No, we're not eating bugs. <laughs> we do not want to eat bugs. Give me a big, juicy burger, big steak. Yeah. Hell, even some grilled chicken, but no, no bugs. No bugs. I'm going to avoid that. Now, you've got an Alex Jones clip and a Al- Alvin Bragg deepfake. Ooh, which one? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. I, I think... Uh, um. Let's do the let's do the uh, the Alvin Bragg thing. Uh, you know, again, it's, there's it's, it's there's video of him at a podium. It's very well lip synced, but it ain't Alvin talking. But I think we'll get a kick out of this. We'll be able to probably tell by what he says. Yeah, Trump 2024. First of all, I would like to say that I'm a corrupt piece of shit owned by George Soros. <laughs> Finally, Alvin tells the truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, that, I mean, I've only heard him speak a few times, but this sounds legit. Yeah. There was, I saw a guy on YouTube who's been doing reviews for tech stuff since he was like 12. His name's Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD, one of the best YouTubers out there. And he had audio that somebody had done, which made it sound like Jay-Z rapping and i'm like well this is even more interesting when you can start getting into doing something like that because hell the sinatra family could soon start releasing new songs as sung yeah. by frank sinatra it's weird it is weird but this i like i like alvin bragg finally telling the truth even if it's if it's a deep fake yeah. second and this part is very important i would like to ask all democrats to kiss president donald trump's ass and last but not least, I would like to say that President Donald J. Trump is my daddy. <laughs> and he's the greatest fucking president this world has ever seen. I'm out, bitches. Trump 2024. That's, that sounds a lot like uh, <laughs> Tina's out. You know, fuck out of here. I, in fact, I think I found that on Tina's Twitter feed. So, you know. Maybe she's learned how to yeah. deep fake. I like that. Maybe she has. She's a, she's a man. Of, oh, she's a woman. I'm sorry. No, no, no mistaking Tina for a man. <laughs> she is a woman of many talents. Yes. But this is why you've got to be very careful about anything you hear or see. I mean, like you said, it was very well lip synced. And um, Mm -hmm. and it's when people, especially people that stand in front of podiums. Oh, yeah. We go to great lengths to minimize things like reverb. But it's you can Mm -hmm. cover up a lot of the sins of the audio manipulation by by adding in the reverb. Is there a business for us to start like, you know, 
Adam and John are always talking about the exit strategy. Right. Right. Well, how about one for, uh, for Darren and Larry? Just as you said, there's the, the, guy, the guys that are making the real fucking money in collectible trading cards are the verifiers. Right. right. Okay. So, so that has to happen for videos, doesn't it? There somebody's got to finally say, uh, you know, this has been this has been checked over and this is legit. It's not a deep fake. And somebody gets a big fat fucking fee for doing it. It should be us. Right. Even though, you know, it's not going to be legit. There are services that claim they can do this. They're oh, really? not very good at it. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, the technology is going it's, to it's a very much a whack-a-mole and an arms race. Yeah. And it's interesting to me the way you can say double up on some of this technology there was an article i had read about a company that was saying hey we can tell you if something was written by chat gpt or one of these other kind of bots i'm sure that's true yes and the results they were getting were pretty good if you took something right out of chat gpt and fed it to them but Mm -hmm. whoever was writing this article and i don't remember where i saw this took the chat GPT output and put it into another one of these writing aids that people use Okay, and said, Hey, you know, whatever you give me, uh, make these adjustments to it. And once that writing aid made the changes to the chat GPT stuff, like 1% showed up as being written by a bot. And it's like, so Oh, well, is, <laughs> so this is refried beans, right? Of, of a- Okay. Right. We take the thing, which is spit right out that it can tell for some reason, because it must be able to tell the patterns or something like that. But once you go the second step and run it through the other service, they're trying to help your writing be more readable or whatever it is. And their service must be so damn good that it just obfuscates the fact that the original stuff was written by a bot. Hmm. So I don't think I mean, if you I, it's probably the hardest to be fair, to determine what is a deep fake in text. That yeah. is the hardest thing to do. Yes, I agree. You know, then video, then, you know, audio is probably then the, you know, the easiest because you're usually going to get some kind of artifacts. Audio and video may be close at this point, again, just due to the technology. And the fact that you will never know. As you said, somebody can come out, and this has always been the thing that pissed me off with the card graders and autograph authenticators. If I go get my Michael Jordan autograph sneakers, which I wish I had, I don't. I have an autograph baseball from MJ Wait, that we did got. Did you have Michael autograph sneakers? From no, I you wish did. I did. Oh. oh, you wish you did. Okay, we have a like baseball. Someone threw them out or something. No, that would be horrible. <laughs> we had a. We did get a baseball signed when he was down in spring training with the White Sox. Okay, but. If you take your autograph Michael Jordan thing and you send it into wherever and they authenticate the autograph, that doesn't really mean anything. Meaning that if I sell this to somebody for $10,000 and then it comes back that it's a fake, the company that authenticated it, they're not on the hook for anything. Gotcha. Which I think they should be. I think that should be a part of the so. deal. Yeah, it absolutely should be. What the fuck's the point uh-huh. if they're not on the hook for it? All they're doing is giving people some peace of mind, but there is no guarantee. And I have seen multiple people and I'm sure there are some signers that are more sloppy at times than others. And maybe that is the case here. 
but I I saw yeah yeah there's there are people who have set in legit things to be authenticated and got back nope not authentic. I saw a clip of of Nick Cage at somewhere I guess he's coming out in a movie called Renfield a Dracula thing he looked really bizarre he was wearing like uh, kind of a normal sport coat but he had um, zebra stripe but tight pants on very odd looking. <laughs> And he was being swarmed by a crowd, I guess, on the way into a preview or something. And he 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 had a sharpie, and they were all holding out, you know, programs or whatever. And his signature, he would just like slash the point of the sharpie across the page. It was it was not a signature at all. It's just like you know, it was a slash. So yeah, I, <laughs> authenticate that, please. Right. I got this signed. I got a picture of me getting it signed. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. No. Most people don't have great signatures. Now, uh, Carlton Fisk, Richard Petty, those are guys that have great signatures. Uh, Richard Petty, I just read an article about his signature, which it came from his school days, actually, that a teacher or something gave him like an assignment and he decided he was going to come up with a unique signature. So he had it ready by the time he hit the big time. But Richard Petty has a very flowing, very, you know, it's kind of like John Hancock on the declaration. Right. You know, a Richard Petty signature when you see one. Right. And I thought the most interesting thing was he talked about the fact that one where a lot of people find it to be such an inconvenience when people ask for the autograph, he thinks it is a, a, a high praise. It's a compliment that they want your autograph. Sure. So he's old school. Mm-hmm. And he also makes it a uh, a practice that anybody he's getting the, you know, giving an autograph to, he will actually engage and talk to them where a lot of these guys and I've had it. I mean, my buddy Tom Seaver didn't barely grunt when I finally got his autograph. Most they just want to sign and go. And I guess Richard Petty, a little different. He will engage and have a little mm-hmm. conversation with people. And now he's in his 80s, which means one. He is one of the most famous, if not the most famous stock car driver in the history of the world. But two, his autographs barely go for anything because he signs for everybody. Uh, Which is actually a great thing. That's the was the same thing when we had rapid Robert Feller, big Bob Feller got him to sign a ball on his last opening day. He was out here in Chicago with the Indians. And he's another guy that signed for literally everybody so while he's a hall of famer you know you could pick up the baseballs for next to nothing which That's is cool. nice are the are the indians still the indians no they're the guardians now oh really yes okay which it's like no they'll always be the indians <sighs> always be the indians to me yeah now what do we got with this alex jones clip is this just alex being alex it's just alex being alex and uh I, you know what can you say other than i love his nuclear energy level you know it's hard to top that i can't think of anybody who does really no not especially doing it on a sustained yeah long period of time i can kind of do an alex impression for like 10 or 15 seconds you do but then it's like no this is way too hard (laughs) yeah we say grace we say amen and if you ain't into that we don't give a damn so he's just singing the hank williams jr song i guess yeah it's a country boy can survive 
because we're not a bunch of hypocrites, but when it comes to serving evil, we don't do it. And we stand against it. Because a country boy can't survive. The new world order is going to take everything you got. They're going to take your children's soul. Are you going to keep bowing down to these people? You're going to let this scum rule over you? It's time to break their will. It's time to say, I don't care what the hell you do to me. And I don't know how this is going to end. But if you want to fight, you better believe you've got one. Amen. Now, if he could raise the octave about a half octave and scream, Sam Kinison. You're right. Good point. Yeah. And he should. He should scream every now and then. I would let yeah. Yeah. Add a little emphasis to it <laughs> because that's you got the whole preacher mo going i like it oh yeah it's fantastic fantastic and i you know can't argue with the word he said it all works for me well yeah you got to be careful because the globalists are out there you know the reason it's like this is we let this happen we let this happen Okay. Well, people got complacent and they're like well no there's no globalist cabal trying to change the world no, I think it's more than that. I think it's a, at a very at a very grassroots level. People decided that they just wanted to be nice. They didn't want any. They didn't want any. Um, uh, you know, not the word combat. What's the word I'm looking for? It's confrontation. Confront. Thank you very much. They didn't want confrontation. You know, and um, that's that's how it got to where it is. That's how it got to where it is. Really, you know. And I can recall several you know instances where I had years back a party at my house whatever and certain parties certain people would start going off kind of leftist bent you know diatribe whatever um and my wife giving me that look like let this slide and, and, <laughs> so she knew and what in was respect, I'm, I'm really fucking pissed that i did that i'm totally fucking pissed because that's how this happened i should have just come right back and if it came down to hey you know you know where the fucking door is so be it because so those weird. folks just don't understand what's going on. And it's fine if you want to have different views. But when you start sliding into that lane of uh, non-reality, mm -hmm. living there a little too long is the problem. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have a world now where overall the mainstream media is just going to tell you, no, whatever the left says, that's right. Yeah. Whatever the right says is a lie. Mm -hmm. And. That leaves you in a very dangerous place because people go looking for validation and God forbid they do that on Twitter or whatever other social media platform yeah. because uh, you're not going to find reality there either. Yeah. I mean, because the whole thing is metastasized to a point where the left, they feel they feel entitled to say what the fuck they want when they want and and shut people down and they expect no resistance okay they expect no resistance and they by and large they get no resistance you know you look at this horrible shit show for that uh that female athlete riley Gaines, you know who's clearly just ripped off by this will thomas and what happened to her at san francisco university was criminal absolutely fuck that she she had to be hidden in a classroom for three fucking hours until s until the san francisco pd could escort her out of there and the fucking jackhole that runs that university <laughs> commended 
Uh-huh. <laughs> the people, her attackers, she was assaulted, not verbally assaulted, physically assaulted. She well, was punched. Larry, the left times. is never violent. Okay. Don't you know? Yeah. So the, the point is, they, this is how it, it got this far because we let it get this far. And what happens is when, when incidents like this occur, people have to take out fucking batons and crack heads and let teeth bounce across those tile floors like drop chiclets. Okay. That's the only way this is going to turn around. When, it's, when it comes to like, holy shit, maybe I better not do this. I might wind up with a busted jaw. Right. That's the answer. That's the fucking answer. Well, that was, uh, Kyle, was it Kyle Bush? It was one of the NASCAR drivers that said the, uh, the answer. No, I think it was Chase Briscoe. The answer to all of the drivers being very, uh, you know, all take, no give, being very uh, aggressive, not showing respect to their fellow driver on the track could be very easily fixed by a punch in the mouth. Yeah. And I think there is something to be said for that, because, again, it is then there's going to be repercussions for bad behavior. It has to come down to you're going to be violent. You're going to get violence, period. That's it. Well, this is you have a Every world time. where you have uh, the spokes hole for the White House after a trans person went and killed a bunch of kids at a Christian school saying they're under attack. Yeah. The trans people are under attack. It's like, um, yeah. did you miss what just happened here? Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm not for people attacking trans folk either, but you're discussing huh. a manner where somebody that, you know, this is how far these people will go. Where you don't want to talk about black on black crime because it's inconvenient. They don't want to talk about trans people doing bad things. If it's a straight white guy, we can talk about the crime all day long. But if it's somebody that's in a part of our protected class, it's like, well, here's the thing, asshole. There should be no protected classes. Anybody that does something against the law should be prosecuted fully. Word. How about that? That would make sense. Wouldn't it? No, I pulled this clip just because I wanted to see how much I could clean it up. (laughs) This was a bus driver who went viral and I watched the, the local news then did interview her. And I thought it was kind of interesting. So, you know, we'll put that story right up front. The story has a happy ending for the bus driver who appeared to be maybe 70 years old or so, maybe at least in her sixties. The kids, I guess, get a little rowdy on the bus, and I don't know. I saw some say middle school. I thought eh, it was a little older, maybe getting into high school age. But on the bus, within a few weeks before this, somebody sprayed a bunch of perfume in the bus. The bus driver has asthma Mm. to the point where the bus driver had to pull over, use her inhaler, all of this. And it seemed... What happened on this particular day was maybe a repeat where somebody was once again unleashing perfume into the bus, probably in the hopes of getting the same reaction. Sure. But the bus driver, she wasn't having any of it. God damn it! How much more do you expect me to fucking take? Give me the perfume. I don't know! Now, I like her. I think she's an ex-Marine. Maybe. That That sounds like something a DI would say. There was a a local 
t-shirt company who started making t-shirts saying that my foot's going to be so far up your fucking ass it's going to dangle out of your nose <laughs> and you're giving her five bucks out of every t-shirt beautiful and where did this happen in ohio i believe this was okay amherst or something ohio and there was also somebody started to go fund me which looks like it had multiple tens of thousands for this uh for this bus driver who mm-hmm. exited this job she still hopes to drive a bus but maybe you make enough money on this maybe you should start doing motivational speeches because you're right she does yeah. sound like a gunny is she being sued by uh kitty's parents for making uh th- threats not yet <laughs> that's assault you know oh, i'm sorry right. that's, yeah it's assault words are violence words violence yeah i'm done with you that phone in your bag now you give it to me all right fine done God dang it, I can I, fucking smell it. I didn't spray anything. I'm allergic to this open, shit. Open I didn't backpack. spray anything. It's right, just like to it's start right in the big it's right in the big so backpack. You. It's oh, in the wings. You like to start shit too, Maya. You're no innocent you're no innocent angel here. I'm done with this shit. Done. I've had my fill. I'm done with it. I wouldn't walk off this goddamn bus right now and let you people walk the fuck home. <laughs> How much more do you think anybody can freaking take? <laughs> Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear another goddamn word out of your mouth. Okay. God, I, I was, okay. Excuse me. What did I just fucking tell you? <laughs> you think it's funny? You think it's funny? You're all no, you didn't. You're so full of shit, Jackson. You're as bad as he is. <laughs> Done. Done. Not another goddamn word out of any of you. I mean, I do like that she actually knows the kids' names. This is way more involved than any school bus driver I ever. Really? And what age are these kids again? They said the one article said middle school. I'm guessing this was more high school. Okay. But. Good you know, for her. Yeah. And again, knowing when this went viral, this again is the problem of not knowing a backstory like Keith Oberman being an idiot yeah. with the hand gesture in the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship. Mm-hmm. When this goes viral and you don't understand that kids unleashed a perfume bomb on this driver and caused her to stop the bus and have to you know exit open all the windows all this mm-hmm. you know this is ohio and this if this was a month ago it's a little cold out you know people with their fucking perfume i was at the gym last week and uh after my workout i went in the locker room i almost almost started to gag some fucking idiot in there had so doused himself with some type of fucking cologne it was it was almost it almost <laughs> you know i'm not allergic to anything right i think i think i was about to have an asthmatic attack a little too much about to develop a condition yeah i, don't, I just want to say who the fuck is doing this what kind of a fucking idiot are you really it, it was it was insane some years ago when we were uh, about to market a house we auditioned several realtors and one of them came in just reeking whatever the fuck it was <laughs> i thought next you know who who wants to put up with that shit and it was so it was so bad that the table that he sat at for days later, the fuck just rested his fucking <laughs> arms reeked really? of this fucking, you know, scent. It was, wow. it was insane. People, people really need to stop that shit. Yeah. It used to just be like the uh, blue hairs when you went to church that had the, uh, that, that scent like a bubble around them, but no, 
people don't care now but we yeah. should start a whole new thing that sense our violence sense <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but yeah we do have a couple of people to thank for today's show because this is a value for value proposition it is indeed if you'd like to help us out keep the lights on the microphone sounding good the web hosting all that stuff up and running you can go to planetrage.show slash donate all of the information is there but our buddy the genius the guy that always comes in as our top donor by a penny srinivas murti who jcd still can't say his name over on uh, no agenda you would think he, he donates there a lot you would think yeah, that really you would get it at some point but srini coming in with 1001 thank you srini that penny is very important puts him right at the top of the list he knows he knows and our buddy steve edwards of course coming in at ten dollars always a penny behind thank you steve but it is very much appreciated our buddy captain oblivious who's in the troll room right now who thought the bus driver was maybe uh, tina forte's mom but then said wrong state but you know she said she was moving around so it could be maybe you would have noticed because then the, the bus driver been like fuck out of here and then fuck out of here the kids would have had to get off the bus i wonder see now that's i don't know if you were gonna quit anyway i would have been like to the kids that you thought were the problem like okay get off i'm leaving you here see you later not driving you to school little bastards <laughs> but captain oblivious coming in with 555 thank you captain and with 333 our buddy up in candanaviaville johnny hipwell johnny he says you, i johnny. love you guys thanks for the rage we love you right back johnny we do and mr puppers big time mr puppers having way too much fun too much fun and our buddy comic strip blogger who always Jeez. is the the delimiter with his 15,033 sats, which is actually worth $4.25 today. Nice. And of course, he has a message which he doesn't want me to read. He says, because not <laughs> only am I not shouty, which he's like, it's not just that you're shouty, Larry's better. And I'm like, thanks, oh CSB. <laughs> thanks. He, he, is, he is honest. I said during the uh, pre show yesterday, because I send out the little alert before the pre show mm. for No Agenda is going live. And it's like, are you ready to rock? Are you ready to roll? Tune in now. He's the only person that has ever responded to that with no. <laughs> like, thanks, CSB. Thanks for telling me you are not going to be tuning in. Well, this boostergram may reset the high bar for alliteration. It really is quite a work. So my, I salute uh, CSB, whoever was involved in its, uh, in its creation, because it's, it's pretty cool. Shall I do it? Yes, it's an art form all in itself for it these is. guys lovely larry and desirable darren planet rage is ensconced in the eye of the senseless storm of stupidity brought on by belligerent bureaucrats bent on breaking the backs of beings besieged bullying brutes in the meantime please provide a gentle reminder that great gregory foreman glorious whiff your hashtag kok will work with hobby cartoonist csb on bringing you a handy roundup of the previous fortnight's worth of news about artificial intelligence with the podcast show ai.cooking yo csb now that was a beautiful read well thank you and yes piece of copy the alliteration amazing isn't it Gwiff sits up for hours just trying to come up with this stuff yeah. hats off i yeah. salute you both <laughs> 
CSB. He is always honest. That's one thing you can say <laughs> about CSB. True. But we thank CSB, Gwiff, and everybody for helping support Planet Rage. Again, the value for value means you get to put a number on it. How much value do you get out of these shows? Do you laugh? We hope you do. Do you feel like you had a weight lifted after you hear us just ripping poor little Keith Olbermann to shreds? Yes. Put a number on that. Go over to planetrage.show slash donate. And you too, you can hear your name read by the one and only Larry Blydner. And I won't even read it. If that's what you request, <laughs> this is how far we go to placate the demands of terrorists. No, I mean, uh, AI guys. <laughs> we aim to please. The customer's always right here. That is so. true. Until they're wrong. Until and they're then wrong. we'll do a whole show about that. <laughs> so be careful. be careful. Be careful. Do you know what's coming up this week on that Larry show? Um, I've only a bit of a kind of a germ of an idea I'm working on. But, um, you know, last week, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I, I did some touring of the South and uh, last week's show is if you haven't heard it, you should get to it. It's called Larry Demolishes the Wokesters. Specifically, I just went right for the throat of Uber. Ooh. And uh, and so uh, some other things I learned, you know, whenever you travel, you learn stuff. And I came to some uh, a few epiphanies while wheeling around uh, the Southeast. And I may share some of those, but that's about all I know I'm going for right now. How about you and planet uh, and excuse me, random thoughts.com. It's always random and see the traveling helps because we both live in areas where if you never venture outside of them, you believe reality is a completely different reality than when you absolutely correct. Yes. And this is also how people's brains get so wrapped into some ideology because like well everybody around here kind of this all seems to be the way everybody's thinking everybody's doing it Uh uh-huh then you go down to florida and it's like whoa whoa yeah these people are crazy they like freedom oh my god yeah how dare they do that i am not sure what uh, the randomness will be this week i mean hopefully we'll still be going i mean i think we're 11 days in now to a pretty steady sinus rhythm of the heart which is good good this is good i had uh, both crowns put in on uh on friday and i will say already that the uh the big bad crown that the other dentist did mm-hmm. everything already feels better just with that out for a couple of days and it took him a long time to cut that some bitch out and he's like this was a really thick crown so now i'm kind of understanding maybe why i was biting my cheek when that first yeah. you know thing started yeah. And, the, you know, this dentist actually seems to care about his patients, which is which is good because he's looking up that while well, you're yeah. you're maxed out on your insurance and all of that. And he's like, well, I'm going to put in an acrylic crown on that back one to see if it feels any better. He's like, and if it does, he's like, we should probably be able to get that through the end of the year because he knows the insurance is done. And yeah. he's like, if it cracks, I'll just make you another one. He's like, we'll get you through to January and then we can get a you know, a permanent one made just to try to save a little bit of funds there, knowing that this crown lasted six fucking months. Mm. Thanks to the other dentist. Wow. But yes, this just seems to fit better, which would make sense. And I have no idea if the irritation of the gums would be enough to cause anything to do with the heart arrhythmia, but I don't know could be related well, it's good to know you're it could and it's good to know you're back in fine fetter what's yes. fetter i don't know <laughs> you're but. like you're sounding like whiff now 
<laughs> we should just start Catchy. talking in alliteration all Catchy. episode. But that would actually take writing and that that would that would take extra time. Yeah. But we'll figure something out for random thoughts. That comes out on Wednesdays usually, sometimes Tuesdays. Then then you have the That Larry show which is mainly Tuesdays, right? But sometimes no, mainly Wednesdays and the, like I said lately the past couple of episodes I've just been um, socked with other stuff and it's tumbled into Thursday. I apologize for that. <laughs> but it's always either late Wednesday or early thursday so there hey it'll be there and if you subscribe it'll magically show up exactly yes yes and, and we've got to get you a get alby account so you can get some streaming satoshis for uh, that larry yes. show too yes i gotta get on that as soon as i get this whole uh cell move thing uh you know figured out yeah escape from la escape from la yeah with all that said we will be back next week on monday back at our regular time which is 1 p.m central 11 a.m larry and you can join us live at noagendastream.com to listen you can get into the troll room at trollroom.io we appreciate everybody for listening supporting the show and of course just raging along until next time i'm darren o'neill and he is the wonderful hey larry blydner i mean not fabulous that's ryan bemrose that's ryan he's fabulous yes (laughs) that he is (laughs) later everybody see you U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.